Welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast. This is the weekly show where we talk about all things money and finance and where we give you information to help you make the best financial decisions possible. So if you want to buy your first home, you want to be better with money, you want to learn how to invest, where to begin, this is the show for you. I'm your host, Peter Komalafe. I'm so thrilled to have you here. So without further ado, let's get going with this week's show. Okay, hello guys. Welcome to another episode of Conversation of Money. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk about money finances, where we try and give you information to help you make the best financial decisions possible. And as you know, um, on this podcast, I speak to guests from all walks of life about all kinds of things related to money. And uh, the guest today is uh, someone who I've known on Instagram for a while. Um, she also took some financial coaching with me as well. And um, yeah, I wanted to introduce her and have a conversation with her about financial coaching. Her name is Simone Dyer. She is a doula and a holistic massage practitioner. Welcome, Simone. Hello. Thanks for having me. How are you? You okay? Yeah, I'm really good. Thank you. Cool. Are you happy that we're coming out of lockdown now or? Yes, I am. I'm I'm enjoying the freedom. As much as I've appreciated the slowdown, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's nice to kind of be integrating back into humanity. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Have, have you had to change much as a result of the whole lockdown situation and now coming out of it in terms of adapting? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely for work because of you know the the massage aspect and the doulering. A lot of my work is well, all of my work is is in person. Um, and particularly with the massage work, obviously it's very close proximity. So I've had to take extra precautionary measures, especially because it's it's pregnant mothers a lot of the time that I'm mm-hmm. I'm dealing with and being around new babies. So I don't feel like I've been super, you know, like fearful of, about what's been going on. But I have to respect other people's opinions and you know practice safety. So yeah, Absolutely. it definitely had me shifting the way that I, I worked. Yeah. I'll tell you what, before we started speaking, I'd never met a doula. I was like, what's a doula? <laughs> what? What? I didn't even know it was a word, to be completely what? honest. So <laughs> just tell everybody what you do as a doula. So a doula is a non-medical um, support for a birth in person and family. So essentially I provide um, emotional, informational and practical support for um, a, a birth in person throughout sort of their pregnancy um, and you know childbirth so I'm present at the birth and then also in the postpartum period. And so for you then I guess because it is quite a it's quite a life-changing event it's a big event having a child yeah. mm-hmm. you must get involved with the whole the emotional side of things do the did the mothers confide in you and yeah absolutely yeah absolutely a doula is very much like a mother to to the mother Mm -hmm. um and like a constant friend a support so throughout the pregnancy and because of the treatments that I do I'd actually do a lot of fertility massage treatments as well Mm -hmm. holistic but um so often I'm working with mothers actually before or when they're trying to conceive Mm -hmm. so I go through literally a whole you know journey like definitely like over a year um and being very very close to them so all of the sort of milestones and obviously then finding out they're pregnant if I've worked from fertility and then you know scans and all new mums different anxieties that come up and and that's the whole point is to have that friend you know partners are not necessarily 
always there um and you know particularly where partners are male they ne- may not necessarily have this the understanding mm-hmm. you know and some people don't have their partners or anyone to really talk to um so yeah it's just a nice a really beautiful close very emotional very personable relationship so you so you say that your clients will typically have you for almost up to a year or possibly more yeah, I mean, if I if I have worked with them sort of through fertility treatments, it's then I might have done three months, maybe more worth of treatments with them than nine months of pregnancy. Um, so it can be, and then you know, with with the sort of doula mother relationship, obviously once baby is born, I'm I'm there on average. I w- I would say sort of check in quite regularly for the first you know forty days, six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it depends each each sort of package and and the way that I work with each family is different depending on you know their needs but you know we always stay in contact it's like you some you've had somebody at your birth mm-hmm. I'm always sort of tend to be around for like first birthdays and mm-hmm. you know christenings and that kind of thing so it's really it's really lovely so you're basically aunt- babies so you're basically auntie Simone <laughs> literally I literally <laughs> the other day um I had a mother that gave birth about four weeks ago and um you know I went to see her and I'm giving her massage treatments as well and seeing the little baby and she actually bought me um wrote me a card from the baby and like dear auntie Simone thank you so much it was so sweet so it's really nice to get all of that that oxytocin that like good Uh lovely baby and and mother love it's really lovely yeah so would you say your job is rewarding I think that's rewarding is an understatement. Really? Uh, but I don't know what the word is. So yeah, <laughs> it's definitely it's re- it's very rewarding, and and it definitely doesn't feel like I've done some very intense jobs <laughs> or yeah. you know been in some intense lines of work in my time. Um, but this is it, it for the most part doesn't feel like a job. It's like feels like such a blessing to be able mm-hmm. to call this my work. Yeah. You know? So tell me, how did you actually get into dueling? Um, so I kind of went into it in the reverse way in that I got into treatments first. So I actually met a lady called Dr. Gowry Motha, um, and she founded something called the gentle birth method. And, uh, she actually was the, the, the doctor who introduced water birthing into the NHS in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she had, um, learned this amazing creative healing, uh, massage technique, which is, you know, holistic and she had sort of integrated her medical and holistic knowledge and and developed the gentle birth method which is a program for mothers to follow Mm -hmm. um but so yeah I met her through another friend of mine and I actually saw her for a treatment I wasn't trying to have a baby but I had some like issues with my cycle Mm -hmm. went to see her and I just really resonated with the work and at the time I was shifting what I was doing I was in a really intense like PA kind of logistic support work um and yeah I just wanted a huge change and I'd learned about doodling from when I was about 17 I had this operation and I was at home for a couple of weeks and I was obsessed with like birthing programs and that's Mm -hmm. where I first learned about what a doula was but I was like no one's going to want a 17 year old doula (laughs) um and I didn't have two and a half grand or whatever it cost then to, to to train yeah but it's quite surprising that still a lot of people don't know what a doula is so um 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe because I'm male, so I don't know. Maybe it's not something that's never, ever dropped on my radar. But I, when, when we were talking, I was like, why is a doula? I had to go Google it. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Have you got children? <laughs> no, 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 not yet. Okay, no. so that might be an, another thing. Most people, you kind of only find out when you, you know. At the point when you need it. Someone in your family that's like had a doula or you, you, you going through it yourself, you know, and then your partner goes, oh, I think I want to get a doula. Um, then it'd probably be on your radar. But yeah. now you can recommend your partner a doula. Uh, yes, I can. Yes, I can. <laughs> I, I, yes, I absolutely can. <laughs> so I wanted you to come on because obviously we've done some work together on the financial coaching side of things. Yeah. And I know that, so we met on Instagram initially. I know you followed me on Instagram for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you finally sent an email to say that you wanted to have a chat and you were looking yeah. at sort of um, coaching and stuff. I'm really interested to know what your take on why you wanted to take coaching was to begin with, because I've been speaking about financial education. I'm big on that. As you know, I'm really, really big on financial education and the fact that we don't get it in school. And as a result of that, oftentimes when it comes to our finances, we learn as we go and we make mistakes Mm -hmm. as we go. And oftentimes it's like, well, what do we want for the future? How do you utilize money? That isn't, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't resonate clearly with people. So what was your reasons for looking at financial coaching? Um, It was exactly as you'd said, um, and and the reason why I was drawn to your page to begin with was about financial education. Um, And I feel like, like growing up, um, yeah, there was a lot of, you know, money wasn't really talked about as a thing unless it was debt unless mm-hmm. it was bad, unless it was about bailiffs or, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, just bills. And it was, I guess I had quite a, maybe like a, some kind of like subconscious negative association with money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I actually worked in banking when I was 18 for a couple of years. And so I got more of an insight into finances, but I also got good deals on loans and credit cards and things yeah. like that. So Again, even working in banking, there were some things that I knew, but I, I still wouldn't say I had financial education. Um, and then just going through some really big things, buying, selling a house, getting married, you know, grown adult things. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to, um, at this stage of my life, I felt like I've had loads of money, different jobs come through my hands and a little bit like, all right, what have I really got to show for it? Um, but not so much from the, oh, really like down on myself. It was more like I decided this year I want to focus on my finances. So I need to first start to educate myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so that was what led me to contacting you initially. I think, well, I, I, I let me just go back to when I started working in the bank because you said something there that when you work for a bank, you get great good deals on loans and credit cards and whilst yeah. you're there it's like oh this is this is fantastic mm-hmm. I'm, i can get a loan how much Fifteen thousand. you don't need a new car but oh i'm gonna go buy a new car because i can get one yeah <laughs> because i can get one and i'm and these these guys are offering me a better rate because i'm i'm staff mm-hmm. and although i didn't go down that route route when i worked in the bank i was acutely aware that hang on a second whoa, whoa. so because I work for you, you're going to give me a loan, but I've got to repay this money. And oftentimes, the only reason why I knew that is because, well, I've got to repay the money, which is obvious. Okay, mm. but how much is it going to be? Then I started looking at the numbers and I'm like, 
well, you guys are making a load of money then, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, but we're lending you money. And I'm like, well, that's where you get financial education. And I think that's where it's wrong. Yeah. Because we don't get it in school. Mm-hmm. If you're from a family that perhaps struggles with money, I mean, my parents, we struggled with money big time. Yeah. So that conversation mm-hmm. on money never really happened in the house. So for me, I'm getting it from the bank, but I'm getting it from the bank in terms of, okay, so if you take up this loan, this is how a loan works. This yeah. is the interest rate. This is how much you're going to pay us back. Yeah. Uh, just make sure you make that payment, by the way. Otherwise, it will just go on your Otherwise credit. Otherwise, it will tear everything away and leave you yeah. homeless and callers. <laughs> yeah, but then they don't tell you what the credit score is. They don't know what does it mean? What, what, how is it used? They don't tell you any of that. And you get your financial education from the institutions that are there to kind of like make money from you. Yeah. And that's why I think the dynamic is is completely wrong. Yeah. Um, and, and that's when where... you make mistakes, I think that's where, that's where, because for me, as I said, sort of going through the process of having loans, I actually also went into, um, I had an IVA for years because, as I said, I was married and then, you know, marriage broke down. But mm-hmm. as a part of that, between us, there was a lot of debt. Um, and before the sort of the breakdown of the marriage, we ended up going into an IVA because there was just no way to, there was just ridiculous amounts of, of, of debt between us. Mm. Um, and that was the only way it was like, you know, over six years. And it was really only then where I couldn't get anything it was so limited um, where I under, started to really understand, okay, you know, and learn a little bit more, but still even going through all of that and then coming out of that um, sold my house and, you know, made a, a good amount of money, but, you know, again, didn't have education on, investment and, and and what to do and you know I cleared all my debts which is great so I'm pretty debt free but mm-hmm. you know I, I know I could have used that money better had I had the education yeah so in the, I know so you came to me because obviously the, the content I put out is all about financial education and that's mm-hmm. that's my passion really that's why I really believe it is mm-hmm. were you reticent at all in terms of making the approach for the financial coaching at all was it, did you ever second guess yourself or? Yeah, uh, no, I didn't, I didn't say, I didn't second guess myself. Um, yeah, it was more, it was actually because of where we've been like on lockdown. I was like, I actually have no excuse. It's like, it actually popped into my head one day. I'd made a, you know, I don't really do so new year's resolutions, but I just mm. said to myself at the end of last year, next year, I really want to actually focus on my finance. I didn't even know what that meant really. Mm. I just made that commitment. And during lockdown, I just remembered that I'd made that commitment and actually I hadn't made any steps towards it. And then I remember, and then I thought about like, where do I go? And I remember, I think it was actually last year, you did that seven day challenge. So I found a profile yeah. again um and was just looking through some bits and then that was when I noticed you were doing the sort of one-to-one sessions and I was like oh my gosh it was like a godsend because you know it was it was exactly what I wanted like I didn't want to go to financial advisor because I didn't have loads of money to invest and Mm -hmm. you know a lot of my my want to get the education was also which I'm sure I'll talk a bit more about is having a good work life balance it's not just about where do I invest? How do I use my money to make loads more money and things like that? Yeah. Did you, um, did you have any expectations coming into the process? Yes. <laughs> Tell me your expectations. Um, Cause you've not actually spoken about this. So I'd be, I'd be interested to know. Yeah. I, I, I expected to get some financial education um, because, and I kind of, it was like an expectation, but it was also kind of like a given because I already 
got little bits of financial education from, mm-hmm. you know, that little seven day challenge, which I didn't complete. Um, um, <laughs> but you know, I knew you were from what you were already sharing. Um, so I'd say that was it from me and expectations. Yeah. I think, I think that's it. That's the main one really. And obviously I would say I hoped to come out with, um, a plan, a bit of a game plan, mm-hmm. um, based on the education, um, and yeah, I guess just support at looking a bit closer to what I wanted because I didn't actually know, I wouldn't say I knew like one, two, three, what I want to get out mm-hmm. of this session. So there was a bit of an openness and a willingness to go mm-hmm. like, I don't really know, but I'm going to dive in because I need to know some more. Yeah. And you had, for me, in our first session, because obviously you do you did the exercises and stuff like that that I sent you beforehand. Yeah. You came to the first session with like, you had an idea of what your goals were. You were yeah. very, very clear on those. And I think we got more clarity as we ran through the sessions. Mm. Um, and I always try and focus people on their goals because I think that's really, really important. You know, yeah, we absolutely. go in, run in a business like you, you're self-employed or go into a nine to five. We just can't spend our time just going through those motions without really having a plan for the future. Um, in terms of your goals, I know because they changed well, they became a little bit more clear as you went through the exercises. Were you surprised at the detail that you kind of got through them? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Because I think I remember saying to you, like, I really love, I'm quite a studious person. So I love a Mm -hmm. bit of homework and I love researching and reading and things like that. Um, And especially in terms of like personal development. So I feel like um when I got the goal sheet when I'd seen what you'd sent I was like oh okay yeah this is great it's really great to get stuff written down mm-hmm. and you know almost like a, a vision board um but then when I came to sit down to do it although I had ideas in my head I actually found it a little bit difficult to to get them out so I really had to sit and think about it but that was that was positive um and I feel like that's that kind of missing piece where we're not necessarily taught or to sit down and go, okay, what are the goals? And and also not just, I want a big house, like a mm-hmm. bit bigger and, and 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 deeper than that, like short-term, mid-term, long-term mm-hmm. goals. That for mm-hmm. me was something really important to look at because I didn't even, I didn't know I had those, but I do. Yeah. And I was able to sort of section them out. Yeah. One thing that I loved about you was that you were very, very clear and specific around yeah. what you actually wanted. Yeah. Because oftentimes when I speak to people, often because it is financial coaching, a lot of times it is about money. Like I just want to I want to grow this. And your goals were very, 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 very different. And I found that really, really refreshing because it gave a completely different dynamic. And I think it was in the first session, I was asking a couple of questions. You said a few things, and I was like, okay, so the most important thing for you really is actually getting the balance. And you've already alluded to this is getting yeah. balance because yeah. you were, you know, of the opinion that you didn't want, you wanted to work set hours a day, a week and mm-hmm. have set hours aside and obviously to be able to do the things that you enjoy doing. Mm. And I really, I found that quite refreshing and mm. quite surprising mm. um, working with you on that because you were very, 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 very clear yeah. And we spoke, we spoke about a lot of stuff and you were very, very clear. This is what's really important. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's balanced because I, I feel like coming from that place of, you know, and, and each to their own, everyone of course is going to be different. Um, now don't get me wrong. Of course, I want to be able to build and create wealth and, 
you know, have my finances in order and all of that. But um, my wealth isn't solely associated to money. That, mm-hmm. that is my my health, you know, mental, emotional, spiritual mm-hmm. health, all of that, you know, combined. So I think it was it was great. But as much as you say, you know, I was really specific, I feel like it was because of the guidelines and, and having those templates that you provided to work with because um, sometimes, you know, if we're not asked the questions, you don't necessarily think in that way. So as much as, yeah, it's great to to have the goals, like even with financial education and I guess any education that you kind of delve into, you have to do the work, you mm-hmm. know, you have to show up. And, and so for me, that was really, really helpful to have those templates. Yeah. Would you say after the fact and coming out of it now, because I think, well, we finished our session maybe what about six weeks ish ago, yeah, seven yeah. weeks ago and stuff. Yeah. How have you kind of found it coming now that you can look back in it? as a as something that helps you move forward um yeah it's 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 given me beyond obviously the physical work that you sent me in worksheets it's given me like a template and an understanding firstly within myself as what you helped me identify was that balance is really important so yes i have financial goals that i want to reach and i've got um you know numbers to those so that's a big thing I've got Mm -hmm. actual figures I'm like okay so if I want to go on this amount of holidays I need this Mm -hmm. amount of money I need this amount of money to have an emergency fund for you know my three to six months worth of living if I if I don't have any Mm -hmm. income for whatever reason COVID you Mm -hmm. know um so it was great to have those goals but um I feel like it's yeah like a template that I can always come back to yeah because we all you know you do you do a course you know you go off and then you're so passionate and excited and you know as I did I set up my new accounts or I did my standing orders here and there and I started this fund and whatever which I am still maintaining which is great Mm -hmm. but there may come a point where I you know go a little bit off track and as soon as I catch myself I still I have a system and an understanding and the education just in my brain to come back to to go all right when I'm getting my money, what am I really doing? What are my goals? You know, do I need to to shift things? Um, and I think that's so important. Um, and as you as you mentioned before, like there is a real big gap for for, for um, financial coaching because it literally is like no learning in school, and then jump into you know opening accounts and getting mortgages and loans and credit cards mm. and all of these you know long term commitments of lending but actually not knowing what on earth you're getting into um and and it can be really damaging and unfortunately I went down that road and kind of came to financial coaching in the space of like as I said I managed to clear my debt but thankfully because I had a property to sell many people are not in that situation so um but I still for example had to rebuild my credit because having an IVA you go to nil and you literally have to build everything again. So we need this in-between space, this kind of coaching that you provide before we jump into all of the lending. So we really know what we're getting ourselves into. Yeah. I remember on one of the, I think it was maybe, was it the second session we were talking about? Because I asked you to do an exercise and put some numbers together against obviously the holiday bits and the <laughs> and the emergency fund bit. Yeah. And I remember we were having a conversation about the numbers. And I think you felt that, oh my God, this is this is a large number. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just on holidays. <laughs> it's quite it's quite surprising. Yeah. And 
you know, I always got, you know, when you're looking at a big number, the big number's fine, right? Yeah. The big number's there. That's what you need. Yeah. But it's important, obviously, to cut that down mm-hmm. and divide mm-hmm. that into smaller chunks. And I think I asked you to divide that number by, like, 12. Yeah. And your your reaction was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's all right. That's yeah, not that yeah. much. It's like, we're, <laughs> yeah, because we're looking at a big number. That's why. Yeah, the big yeah. number's big, but the smaller numbers are much, much smaller and a lot more um, realistic when you look at it yeah. and manageable, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, again, it was a, a beautiful part of it was um, being able to have numbers by my goals because it made my goals more tangible, more like, okay, like I've got a number that I need and I know what I need to do every month to get this and and another beautiful sort of flip side that you, I feel like you provided was it's okay on the months where for being self-employed for example I don't have I don't make my whatever figure it is a month I need to earn um and so you know for example I may not be able to put as much into my emergency mm-hmm. fund for example but I still have the template to come back to and I still need to know and I still know um, you know, that figure that I need to earn every month to be able to meet all my goals, six months, a year, three years or whatever. Um, so for me, that was really important as well, because especially, um, in, in my like kind of realm of work, you know, I mean, right now, 2021, I'm about to be so busy because everyone's been having loads of baby making time. (laughs) Um, so, (laughs) you know, I've got like, five births booked in already for 2021 so you know I'm very grateful but it can be very up and down and because particularly with the birth doulering part you know I'm on call for birth and so I can technically only take so many a year Mm -hmm. Um, and if I overload myself I'm constantly on call which limits what I can do in my life down to simple facts of like going to family functions or going on a day trip a bit further out or putting mm-hmm. my being able to put my phone on airplane mode yeah. you know little things yeah. which are important to up to my mental emotional you know physical health yeah and um, so i need to be i needed to be able to like work out how i can make money in other ways to to fill those gaps and, and have that that work-life balance and i think that's one thing that we did talk about a little bit in your business about right okay so if you've got a gap to to kind of fill what yeah. can you do within your business to be able to make that? Because when we were looking at the big number, then putting it down to a smaller number, yeah. I think you were already like three quarters of the, of the way there. So you only had a little small gap that you needed to fill. Yeah. And lo and behold, you already had an idea of something that could fill that already. So yeah, it became exactly. almost like, well, you're already there, really. You just need to put a little bit of work in to, to make yeah. it happen. It was instant. It, it's kind of instantaneous. And actually the, the goal in the first month after, so lo- where are we July last month I met the financial goal that I needed to the, you know on the first month um and again and that's not to say yeah it's totally possible obviously because I've done it but it also like so far this month I'm not does I'm not I don't feel like I'm on track for the exact same but I still know what the figure is mm-hmm. But what that's also enabled me to do is go, all right, okay, so what's different to last month to this month and how, again, can I fill that gap and what can I do? Um, But also if I don't manage to, it's okay. I'll just shift a bit around this or not put as much there, et cetera. So that, um, that is, is, is really like, has been really important. And I think just having that 
knowing that number that I, you know, that I just need to to reach was so, so key for me because then I was like, as you said, oh, actually I'm not as far from, and it's little shifts in with some things, you know, or even as simple as having all your income and expenditure going out, looking at where you can um, remove. But I felt actually very grateful that we didn't sort of go through mine and be like, right, cut that, cut that. That mm-hmm. may have been a little bit of a fear in the uh-huh. beginning uh-huh. because I have, I'll say more so heard about or seen online, you know, other financial people saying, you know, if you need to live in a shed or you need to <laughs> eat sardines for dinner for the next six years, then you do what you got to do to get your money. And I'm just like that. Good luck to those that can do that. Yeah. And if you want to go for it, yeah. I, it's not in me. It's not what I desire. I want to be healthy. I want to enjoy the food that I like and eat well and have social time. And I love my work. And I want, and and also I think because of the nature of my work, as much as I said, it doesn't feel like a job. It doesn't mean it's not taxing. It's a Mm -hmm. lot of energy that I give. So actually if I'm not well in myself, I can't do my job well. So I have to balance. And as kind of like the ethics of, of doulering is, you know, very much around self-care. So yeah, that these sessions have been like invaluable, and I was also very surprised that it was only three sessions that I got so much out of. So, yeah. so I'm, a, attitude. I'm thank you. I'm I'm a big believer in balance. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that I always try and get across to people. I'm not the kind of person I don't do it in my personal life. So everything that I coach, I do in my personal life. So I know that it works for me. Yeah. With, certain things that you put in place and discipline i know that it can work in general you just you're Mm -hmm. just trying to tweak it Mm -hmm. to circumstances but in my personal life i do not believe in um being frugal to the point of you eating sardines living in that shed no (laughs) like no that's (laughs) not me you were like that you wouldn't have been (laughs) me to be honest so i'm very grateful and and if anything I i feel like that was conveyed in just how you shared on your platform already so i already kind of much as i was like oh you know i felt quite confident that i i kind of read your energy and knew you know to what i was what i was getting into um so it was great and that was i think it's also your service is very personable you know we talked about my life and what matters to me not just money and Mm -hmm. figures like you you cared about me as a as a human as well as about what my goals were so yeah because I think ultimately my my mantra is money is a tool if you watch any of my YouTube videos because money is a tool is my is my intro thing money is a tool to enable you to do the things that you want to do in life so what do you want to do in life because I'm a firm believer right you could I could say to you Simone you need to pay you need to save 200 quid a month if I don't if I don't attach that to something you want to do, you're not going to do it. Yeah. What's the reason for you having to do that? The, the, reason, the reason is you want to get balanced. You want to go on holidays. Okay, that's going to help you do that. So you need to see value in the yeah. idea of save 200 pounds a month because this is what it's going to do for you. The value in it is you're going to go to a beautiful place. You're going to have memories. You're going to have a great time. Something yeah. you can always look back on. That's yeah. money well spent. That's motivation. That's inspiration. That's that's yeah. tying something to to an intrinsic intrinsic kind of thing that means something to you it's not just a a simple instruction do this for yeah absolutely and it builds momentum as well I think that's the other thing is like once I've I've even just set up a diet a a standing order to into my savings and opened my ISA and all of this kind of stuff it just seeing those payments go in once or twice now 
or putting an initial sum in, I'm like, ooh, yeah. I've got emergency funds. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah. hundred quid, but just that you've got something there is really encouraging. And, and then each time you're able to do that, you build momentum within yourself. And that, and as you said, having those goals and those visions, you know what you're aiming for. And it, it makes it, it doesn't feel like a slog anymore. I yeah. think it's really important. Yeah, I think ultimately balance is really, really important and fluidity is important as well. You know, life is not perfect, especially if you're self-employed. If you're employed, then you know what your money coming in every single month is. You can plan a, a bit more stringently. But if you're self-employed, it's important to be fluid. It's yeah. important to have that room to flex and give where yeah. you need to because mm-hmm. things will be different on a consistent basis every single month depending on what happens and you're susceptible to all kinds of things. I mean, COVID, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's no that one, no one saw that coming. No, and you know, and these kind of things do have an impact. So fluidity is very, very important when you have a look at anything in life. And mm. that's one thing that I firmly believe in. Absolutely. So, I mean, look, I, I appreciate you coming on um, just to talk about this because I, you know, this is something that I think people should consider, particularly yeah. if you're in that phase of life where, you know, you are earning good money or you do have certain goals or you're trying to figure out what you basically do and money is a tool to help you get there. Mm. Um, I think it's a two-phase thing. First is, you know, realization, uh, okay, this could help me. And the mm. second is, you know, just biting the bullet and just taking a call with somebody. It doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be me. There are lots of financial coaches out there on social media yeah. um, providing some really, really good content. What I would say is that, if, you know, for anybody uh, looking at financial coaching, it is important that you actually go to someone who works in the financial services industry. Like, just yeah. don't yeah, just don't please. go to anybody. Like, please. <laughs> Like if if you wanted your root canal done, you wouldn't go to an optician, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is very true. You if I if I was on you know Instagram saying you know I can do root canals having read one dentistry book, you would not use me. So make sure you actually use someone in. Financial you'd services. run for your life. <laughs> you would, you would, and it, it seems to me though because social media is great, right? So it's the way for us to connect and we can consume information. Information, there's plenty of information out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, what I do notice is that there are a lot of people talking about stuff that they shouldn't really be talking about. Like, I'm not an accountant, so I couldn't advise you on how to file your taxes or what yeah. taxes you pay to HMRC. That's just not my lane. So, yeah. you know, it's really important. Make sure that you, whoever, whatever you know, financial coach you use, make sure that they are someone who has been in the financial services industry, who's worked in an area that is relevant to what you're talking about. And, you know, personal finance, budgeting, that kind of stuff, those are all basic, basic things when it comes to trying to build for the future, you know, getting on the property ladder, if that is your plan or starting to invest in the markets, then it's really important that you have someone who's a, who has a relevant uh, knowledge and experience in that field as well. So, yeah. Simone, why don't you tell people how they can get hold of you? Sure. Um, so I'd say main platform my website which is the most sacred journey.com um and the most sacred journey on social platforms instagram is what i use mainly um and i also have a facebook page so it's all the most sacred journey yeah so ladies i know that actually when i look at my demographics on the podcast i have more <laughs> women listening to me on the podcast than men yeah so <laughs> if if you are a lady listening to this yeah. You definitely need to speak to Simone. If yeah. you know any of your friends who are having babies, you definitely need to get them to speak to Simone. Definitely. And if you are a fella listening to this and you have a partner, you're about to have a baby, or you have you know people who are going to be having a baby, you need to speak to Simone. So please absolutely please, please and, um, do. show some support. Please, please come along. Um and any holistic massage needs and 
also like womb wellness that kind of stuff so it doesn't even just have to be for babies but yeah ladies hit me up <laughs> thank you for coming on to i really do appreciate this thank you thank you so much thanks pete so guys i hope you found this week's episode interesting it's something slightly different from what we normally talk about here at the podcast but i think it's something that is important nonetheless i think there are many people at the moment who after covid and after this lockdown and with the prospects of potential um you know furlough coming to an end and possibly not having uh, a job to go back to there are many people who may be having this at the top of their agendas or at least in the back of their mind knowing that they need to do something slightly different knowing that they have to do something to change their finances the trouble is where do you go you can't go to your bank you can't go to a financial advisor because those are the investment guys so where is the go between and the reason why i started this podcast is to provide people information education things that can help you empower your finances and i do this now on a one-to-one basis with people like simone to really help you transform your finances so please don't feel shy don't feel reticent don't feel um ashamed that you have to ask or seek help this is completely normal everybody needs help in some way shape or form and there are many people just like myself you don't have to come to me there are many people just like myself who do provide these services as well so I'll leave that there and I do want to speak about one thing before we round up this week's podcast as you guys know uh, financial education really is something that I'm passionate about it's why I started this podcast it's why I put content out on YouTube and as that thought kind of continues to grow within me and I start to have a look at how I can make an impact on the world. One of the things that I am doing in the next uh, few weeks is hosting a digital wealth conference. And what that basically means is it's going to be a two-day event hosted via Zoom where I have partnered with 10 experts in finances to basically talk about topics that are extremely important to everybody so i'm just going to give you a rundown of the two days so uh, august the 15th and 16th is the date of the events this is saturday and sunday and saturday is personal finance day we're going to be talking about um, a guide to tackling debt how do you do that um you know successfully without uh you know causing yourself too much stress or hassle how do you do it constructively how to win at managing your money. This is very, very important. It's the foundation to everything. How do you improve your credit and make it work for you? We actually have the only FCA approved credit expert speaking about this topic on that Saturday, the 15th of August. We're going to give you a guide to first time buyers. What do you need to do? In what sequence do you need to do them? We've got a mortgage advisor who's going to be talking about that. And we're also going to be talking about generational wealth. Generational wealth is a buzzword right now. Everybody's talking about generational wealth, but how do you generate generational wealth for you and your loved ones? How do you do that? What are some steps that you can take? Sunday, which is the 16th of August, is going to be investment day. And we have... Um, an investment manager come in along to talk about how you get invested in the market, how you begin to invest in the market. Kind of a lot of, a lot of the stuff that I talk about here, but from an investment manager, a guy who builds portfolios for wealthy people. Then we're going to move on to um, cryptocurrency. How do you invest in cryptocurrency? We're going to give you a guide. And we have a guy who is an expert in this field 
uh, Tyrone. He's a great guy, really inspires me as an individual, but he his expertise is cryptocurrency. He's a financial advisor and his practice is built on cryptocurrency specifically. Then we're going to move on to how to invest in property. Do you do buy to let, rent to rent? What do you do? What are the what are the methods that you have? How do you go about it? We're going to give you a guide to that. How do you build a buy to let portfolio? So this is a separate topic to invest in property. We're going to take this a step further with this subject. And we've got a property expert and a mentor who's going to be speaking about this. How do you use momentum investing to build a buy to let portfolio? Literally. And then lastly, we're going to close with a big name um, and he's going to be talking about starting a business. He's going to be sharing some of his expertise, some of his experiences from being a serial entrepreneur. He is a somewhat celebrity. His name is Paul C. Brunson. He has been on TV here in the UK. People probably know him from being on Celebs Go Dating. And if I'm completely honest, I'm not sure that that show really does justice to what he's going to talk about here, but he is a serial entrepreneur very, very successful guy outside of TV. And he's going to be giving his tips, his experiences. Now, it's not just about financial education. So these two days are going to be two days where you can pick up a lot of knowledge, practical tips that you can take away to achieve some financial goals. Beyond this, I wanted to do something good for my community. When I say my community, I mean the black community. So as a result of this, I am planning to, or I hope, to raise £10,000 for the Lifehood Academy. Now, the Lifehood Academy is a charity in London and they break off into two um, separate or independent ventures. Um, the first is the Manhood Academy. The second is the Womanhood Academy. And essentially what these guys do is they take kids off the street. They get kids off the street into a positive environment where they have role models, mentors. And I wanted to do this because... I am from that background. It's something that I am really, really passionate about. I want to do good in my community. So if you want to pick up some financial education and help a good cause, tickets to this event will be available and are available on Eventbrite right now. You can purchase tickets for the Saturday, for the Sunday individually, or you can purchase a weekend pass. Like I said, 10,000 pounds to charity. That is my goal. That is what I would love to hear. In addition to that, Crystal and I, who is my partner in this, will also be doing financial education sessions for the parents of the children that the Lifehood Academy look after. And I have personally committed as well to take on two kids to actually mentor as well. So look, I want to add value to you, but I also want to do good um, in my community. And I would love to see you there on the 15th to 16th of August. There will be a link to the tickets in the show notes. Alternatively, find me on Instagram and there is a link in my bio there. But guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Conversation of Money podcast. I really appreciate your time. Until next week, take care.